Hello, you're listening to the Rock Paper Shotgun Electronic Wireless Show. I'm Brendan. We've been doing a different format for the past few episodes. Normally we'd all talk to each other about the different games that we've been playing, but this time we're going to be talking to developers about the games that they've created. This week we've got the makers of Lady Killer in a Bind and One Night Stand, the two visual novels both centered on sexual relationships. So we're going to talk to the creators of those about sex and how it can be portrayed in video games. all games, makers of Lady Killer in a Bind, and Lucy Blundell uh, of Kinmoku, uh, the makers of One Night Stand. I'm just going to ask each of you to introduce your game, tell us about it, maybe in a sentence or two, for people who don't know or haven't played it, uh, starting with you, Lucy. Sure. So um, One Night Stand is um, a short uh, visual novel game. Uh, it's my first uh, released game, and... Um, it's about waking up one morning not knowing anything that's happened the night before. Uh, you play a guy and um, it turns out that like, you wake up and there's a naked lady lying next to you. And you have to kind of piece together from looking around her bedroom, like what's happened and, and how you got there and who she is. Um, there's 12 different endings. And yeah, that's, uh, I, I don't want to spoil anything, uh, but yeah, like you can play it lots of different ways. Um, you can get kind of like thrown out or you can kind of try to win her over, but, but yeah, like I say, I don't want to spoil too much. Okay. Um, and Christine, what about Lady Killer in a Bind? Uh, Lady Killer in a Bind is, uh, it's an erotic romantic comedy about, uh, cross-dressing, social manipulation, and most importantly, lots of kinky lesbian sex. You are thrown to the situation where you have to pretend to be your twin. You play as a woman, you have to pretend to be your twin brother, and everyone hates him. So you end up getting into all sorts of sexy trouble. Christine, your game is definitely the more explicit of the two. Um, <laughs> so just to start things off, why make a game packed with so much sex? Uh, do you feel like it's an underrepresented genre, or is it just what you wanted to do? Um, I mean, definitely, I, I, I do think sex handled well in games is fairly underrepresented honestly my previous game was really dark it was about women's oppression um, dealing with societal misogyny and it was a real fucking bummer to write so i want to do something that was the exact opposite of that which is how lady killer came about i just wanted to make something that was fun and sexy because i think when most people think of romantic relationships or sex in a game they think of giving gifts and saying nice things to aliens in mass effect you know, until you, <laughs> until you unlock some weird kind of meat puppet scene in the captain's quarters. Yeah, definitely, like, structurally, we do the exact opposite of that. Like, it starts with a series of hookups, and then 
it just the relationship progresses as like over each night so it starts with sex and continues and it's actually about like relationship developing i mean i I guess it's actually pretty similar to you know one night stand again like starting with sex which is generally like i feel like video games usually end with sex which is Mm, i don't know that's not right that's not that's that's not like a convenient ending point that's not everything's simple from there yeah like it's some kind of end goal or something (laughs) yeah yeah, I mean, do you feel the same, Lucy? You feel like sex is done badly in games? Yeah, yeah, really. I mean, Mass Effect is probably one of the better examples, but it's still not <laughs> a great example. Um, you know, it's it's it is very much like on it's either like shoved to the side, like it's not very important, or it's just done not very not very well. Um, you know, I, I think about like uh, Heavy Rain has that kind of quick time event sex scene which is just a bit weird and and harvest moon and stardew valley it's it's all about giving gifts to people to try and you know marry them and and it just seems kind of shallow and it seems like why are we still kind of at this point like why haven't we got better at at sex in video games i guess i feel the problem is how do you translate human affection into a video game mechanic you know, because yeah, the, yeah. You know, the simple answer for a lot of developers is just okay. If someone says X and you do Y, and then you give a person Z, then then you can sleep with the blue alien, and that's fine. But I yeah. feel like even as far as like conversation dynamics go, that doesn't work. Like even like ignoring the sexual component, I feel like most conversations with real people are not about. You have four options. One is pandering to them. What's the correct thing to say? That's not how anyone communicates with other people. Hmm. What do you think is a better way to do that in a game then? Well, I mean, like that was that was, that that's the way that um, we structure choices in Lady Killer. Everything is um, you always know what the end result of what you're going to say is. Um, like there, there's never any secret information there. We sort of do a thing where instead, like there's different styles of conversation. So everything is always moving the conversation forward. Everything is always about. It's not about telling people what they want to hear necessarily. It's about you know responding to them in a way that's like consistent with their character because like i like i i feel like like pandering is not you know that's not interesting that's not how like real relationships are formed you don't you don't start a relationship by just like guessing at like what's what does this person want to hear from me that's 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 no way to you know actually exist with another person yeah i mean you bring up a good point which is that a lot of things in lady killer seem very clearly telegraphed you know before they happen is that when it comes to like relationships in lady killer we do a thing where it's always like there's never like a wrong thing to say usually instead it's just like what what's your approach going to be like in 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 the sex scene do you want to like take charge do you want to be like really pushy but in a way that's like fun or do you want to like take it slow um we, we we have different approaches that like will elicit different responses but it's all like it's all ultimately like we've already picked the choices that like the person wants like that that would actually be appropriate yeah is that because people like to know what they're getting into i think that's just because like that's how like real conversations work like in general i think people generally have a pretty good idea of how what they're going to say is going to go over like most people aren't surprised by the outcomes of conversations so what's the difference then as a developer when you're making a game that's there to be played Primarily, I guess, as erotica rather than a more conventional game. I mean, do you have to approach it entirely differently, or is it more or less just like making the usual visual novel, but with more nipples? I mean, I think like turning the player on is just like another emotion that you're evoking. 
I think a lot of the time um, developers think that it's something like weird and special that you have to treat totally differently, and I don't think that's the case. I'd be interested in hearing um like like well, how did you approach uh, choices in a in a one night stand actually? So uh, how do you mean exactly? Sorry. Well, like uh like 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 how did you de- determine like 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 what would be interesting choices to to have um um in 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 the conversational bits? Yeah, um, it's just again like you said, uh, just kind of what feels natural. Uh, you know, like what would someone really say? Um, you know, whilst writing the dialogue, I just, I just think like, how would I react to this? And, and I put, you know, I put it in there, but then like, I, I gave it to playtesters and I saw people play like the demo on, um, on YouTube and people would play it way differently and they'd be like, oh, she reacted a bit weird there or, or whatever. So I tried to try and really understand like I guess the psychology of the player and I guess that's why One Night Stand has so many different kind of endings is because you can kind of act in totally different ways um you know you can be like a a real jerk to her or you can try and and kind of get through a conversation but it still might not go well like you might think like oh you know I've uh I want to talk to her about something like I've picked up this teddy bear. Like it seems like it means a lot to her and uh, you know, you can chat to her about it and she get really pissed off and it's like, Oh shit, that didn't actually go how I expected it to. Um, because sometimes it's not always like as easy as, Oh, well obviously she loves this, this item because you know, it's something that usually means a lot to people, but you know, to someone else, it might be something they're really protective over. Or um, so, yeah. I, I guess just just thinking about how many people would be in the the man's position in in one night stand, and then how they deal with this kind of awkward introverted uh, woman. I definitely feel like like our protagonists are like really different, like like basically polar opposites. Um, like um, the beast is you know like this this really charming lady killer who is like always like always knows the exact right thing to say, or yeah, if she doesn't, it's always like intentionally like being goofy. Whereas I felt like every choice in in, in one I stand always made me feel like a deeply awkward <laughs> sort of um like just just like approaching everything in a state of deep confusion. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's a good question. Is You know, a lot of the time, lady killers like to turn you on, but One Night Stand is just about you being embarrassed. You know, why, do you want us, yeah. why do you want us all to feel so awkward, Lucy? <laughs> uh, it's, it's funny because, um, I don't know, it, it's just that kind of, I guess you would feel awkward if you, you know, you, you wake up and you're like, wait, where where am I? Like, what have I done? Like, shit, I've drunk so much, like anything could have happened last night. You know, I think we've all kind of been there one way or another <laughs> at some point. So, yeah, I mean, if, if people, uh, and I know people do feel awkward playing it, um, I guess that's just a bit of a reflection of, I don't know, like how one person wants to kind of keep it together and make a good impression. Um, you know, if some people don't find it that awkward, then maybe this is kind of common ground to them. I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I feel like um, it would be interesting, I think, to see how people would play if they're being watched playing it. You know, mm. I can remember Catherine, someone pointed out um, that if yeah. you play Catherine and you're being watched by your other half, you'll play it completely <laughs> differently than you would oh, if you'd yeah. be playing it just by yourself. Yeah, it's, that's quite a good point because uh, like I played it with my friend 
and she was very like just wanted to kind of piss her off and be silly and people will play it differently but like you know showed it to my boyfriend the first time and uh he tries to play it you know very sensibly very nobly (laughs) (laughs) and i yeah i I think uh, that probably does make quite a big difference it's it's important to point out i guess that like it's not all about sex even in the core of lady killer all right it's about sex but it's also about wrangling votes in this game of popularity while trying to keep yourself in disguise um but are either of you worried that someone's gonna brush the game off because there's sex in it or because there's romance in it i i sometimes worry about it because in one night stand's case it's a name that instantly says sex but the game isn't really about the sex it's about the kind of awkwardness of what just happened kind of morning after and I, I do worry that people I, I mean maybe I, I'm just worrying too much I don't know but you know people see that and think oh that's probably going to be rubbish because it's a game about sex and they usually are I, I don't know what you think Christine I generally try not to worry too much about what like people think about that you know if if anyone's going to write off a game about sex because they think it's about sex well they're probably never in my corn anyway um yeah i think like just as many people like get excited about you know frankly more people get excited about the idea of you know like a game that's like might actually be actually hot i don't know i mean i i feel like the the title of one i stand like that, that, that that's not talking about sex though like it is like it's about a relationship, like a really awkward, very brief relationship that starts with sex. But I feel like like that's instantly conveying like, oh, this is about the awkward moment after, not about mm-hmm. the, the, the actual act. Yeah. I do feel like like, like, like like you do convey what the game is about very well to, to anyone going in. That's cool. Um, you've also called it a, like a slice of life game, um, which is, again, very different to Lady Killer, which is like day after day on a sex ship. Um, why, why do you think One Night Stand benefits from being short? You know, why not make it longer? Uh, yeah, I've had a lot of people say like, "Oh, I wish this game was longer," but I don't think that would make sense. Like, you know, you'd wake up, you're both really embarrassed. You, you know, you're both feeling awkward. Even if things go well, it's like, you know, the belly had any sleep. She feels sick. Like, get it the, just. Get the yeah, exactly. It's like that's what's natural. It's it's like you wouldn't be hanging around. You'd you'd go off and probably go to work or whatever you do in the next day. Like you get out of there. And sure, like if you want to keep in touch, you you take a phone number or something. But generally, like you wouldn't be there for more than like half an hour. That's what I think anyway. Like you know, you'd just be out of there. And Christine, you, your game is a lot longer. It's a lot longer. Um, it's still designed around um. I definitely like 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 one night stands really designed around replayability like you know it's all about collecting endings which is um I, I assume you're inspired by like other visual novels um with that sort of thing I've seen that a lot in like horror not necessarily in, in in romance games yeah it is quite popular in um in horror novels um yeah it's it's mainly because um I just kept having so many ideas and and like I say because it's short um. I wanted people to have lots of things to do and different ways to act. So, well, definitely, like visual novel players, I think will often like go through everything. Like they want to see every single thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, it's the case of Lady Killer that like it's definitely a longer game. Like, I think like a single playthrough takes you around like five to seven hours ish. But at the same time, like there are so many choices, and like if you do that, you only see like 
around a third of the content. So we designed it to be like you can see most everything in three playthroughs. And we do a similar thing where, like, we telegraph, like, how much have you seen based on, like, what achievements you've unlocked? Because there are definitely, like, a lot of players who just, like, want to see every single thing. Mm. And you do want to collect, like, all the, you know, they, 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 they want to explore the entire range of, of um, in our case, it's, like, it's different characters that, that you can meet. Um, you know, I, I guess in One Night Stand, it's more about, like, what's your approach yeah, it's been a while since I played One Night Sound, actually, because I think I played the Game Jam version very early on. Yeah, um, I remember you, you uh, looked at it. I can't even remember what happened at the end, if I got thrown out or if I if I just got asked to leave politely. Like, some of the things you can do in it are, like, you can look at her phone, can you? Not not her phone, but um, basically your phone dies, and you, uh, you might have uh, taken a photo of her and sent it to your friend. And then it goes viral. And if you <laughs> if you um, get all the endings in the full version, um, you kind of find out why that happened. But uh, yeah, like since the game jam version, there's I think that had six endings. Um, it's now doubled, and there are some happier ones where you um, she scribbles down her phone number before it even gives it to you. Um, so you might have missed that, Brendan. <laughs> I might have just got chucked out on my ass every time. <laughs> uh, it's probably impossible to make a game about sex without some controversy. Um, in Christine and Yurkius, you actually removed a scene after release because a lot of players find it uncomfortable. Um, can you tell us more about the reasoning behind that, or like why you made that decision to take that particular scene out? I mean, I've, I've talked about this a bunch, but basically it, it just came down to, um, I think, um, you know, Lady Killer is about all sorts of um, like it's it's about BDSM and um, you know, like 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 kinky sex and um, one of the scenes ends up being like a bit of a, a more dark fantasy than I think some people were expecting and like it just ends up blindsiding players and I do think like when you're making a game about sex you do have to you do have to be careful just because like obviously like this can be a sensitive subject to some people in in terms of just like you know like 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 things can be triggering like a, a lot of people. Um, especially like a lot of queer women, which is like my audience, um, often have uh, traumas around things. And like as much as, you know, a game can be a good way to work through those for yourself, you also don't want to spring something on a player that they weren't expecting. And like I do think if something's making people uncomfortable, you should at least like decide whether or not it's worth that. And in in this case, it, it just didn't seem like... It didn't seem like 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 the benefits of leaving it in were worth yeah, the possibility of upsetting people. Yeah, I mean, your game, if you say, like, your target audience is lesbians, then, you know, this sex scene was with a man. Your, your character even says in it that this is disgusting to her and stuff like that. But, I mean, you must have felt it was important to put that in to begin with. Yeah, but I mean, like, as a queer woman, you know, that the, the, these are fantasies that, that uh, like, obviously, like, this comes from a personal place. Um I, I, I do think um, it seems unreasonable to say that, you know, like women can't have no. fantasies like that. Like, I, I, again, like often this, this is this is a space for processing trauma. Um, mm. But, you know, it, it's not to say that this isn't valid. Just if it surprises people, that might not be a good thing. No, I think that's yeah. fair. Despite the difference in the game, they've both been nominated for excellence in narrative at the IGF. So congratulations to both of you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but um, I also 
think that there's there's a, a difference between the two and that Christine's been doing this for a while. You have previous uh, visual novels out, things like Analog, The Love Story and stuff like that. Or Hate Story, sorry. And Lucy, this is you say this is your first game. Is there mm-hmm. any is there any kind of generational advice, you know, to use a word that doesn't really apply, but that you, you could give Christine uh, to, to Lucy? Not that I don't think she's already taken. Like, I feel like the biggest thing is to not worry about, like, doing things that are conventional or, like, whether or not, you know, like, this is normal or accepted, like, wisdom to, to make games like these. Um, and, like, One Night Stand is not particularly conventional, so I, I feel like, like she's already done that excellently. And I didn't realize it was your first. Congratulations. It's, it's, it's Thank really, you. <laughs> I'm really, I'm like, I'm really excited to see um, what you do next. Yeah, I, um, I'm working on a project I've not really announced yet, but um, it's going to be kind of similar to One Night Stand, but totally different in another way. So. I feel like that, yeah, that's important. I feel like like never. I don't ever want to do the same thing twice. It's you get, you start to really hate yourself. Uh, yeah. After you you've been working on it for too long. Yeah, I I can imagine. I I've heard people say like, oh, I wish there'd be a One Night Stand too, and. I, you know, I don't. Yeah, that's my advice. Don't really listen to those to. people. Never yeah. make a sequel. It's not. <laughs> it might seem down. okay when you start, and then you'll just hate yourself. No, that's fair. I think if you're gonna make that, you have to call it Two Night Stand with the number two at the beginning, <laughs> because that's what everybody loves when people do stuff like that. Remember Fear Four with the four in it? Um, yeah. With Steam, Christine, you didn't. Is it? Am I right in thinking you didn't release this on Steam to begin with because of some limitation or something? Uh, we were just like worried, like whether or not they'd be okay with it, um, given given the sexual content. Um, like once once we actually got through to a human being at Steam, they were like immediately supportive. I'm like, oh yeah, we get it. There's no need for censorship. But um, y- you know, like video games are all about like precedents and like things having track records. And so like it was definitely a question of we don't want them to be surprised that this is on their platform. We want to make sure that like everyone knows and is on board with it. It's really, it's really cool that you were able to get it on, like, because I, I didn't think um, it would get on, and to see it on Steam, like, I, th- I think that's a really good step forward for Steam. I guess another big difference is you guys have quite a different art style. Lady Killer is kind of classic or more classic anime, and Lucy, yours is is rotoscoped. Yeah. Um. So the. Sorry, go on. I don't even know how you do rotoscoping. So, um. It's when you film live action footage and then draw over the top of it. So the the woman in, in the game is actually me. Um, so I acted her. Uh, we filmed it with um, my iPhone as well. So nothing uh, amazing. Uh, but then, yeah, I draw over the top of it. And then that way you get really uh, lifelike expressions. And it's at 10 frames a second as well. So... Um, it was kind of, it was actually surprisingly quick to do. So I was able to do lots of different emotions and expressions to kind of fit the mood better than like if, um, you know, the, they were just sprites. Um, I don't think it would have worked the same if they were just uh, still sprites. I do feel like, 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 like we might actually have very similar philosophies on like how to, um, you know, like, 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 like convey characters because, um, like, like you have like lots of little animations. Mm. on 
as, as things change. In Lady Killer, we do a thing where, like, on every single dialogue line, the expression always changes. Um, we yeah. have, like, like, a lot of, like, little bounces. Um, like, it's still sprite-based, but we also think it's really important to, like, always have the, the character that you're talking to be, like, moving and, like, have motion to that. Yeah, totally. And sort of, like, have their expression, like, always changing, like, even if it's just, like, a slight adjustment between lines. Yeah. Um, just because, like, I feel like, like, like having that is so important to, you know, like, making something feel like a conversation. Yeah, because, I mean, it, it looks more natural. It it keeps you interested. And I think, like, coming from an animation background, if you can put animation anywhere, even if it's just sprite changes, it's, like, it's worth it. Like, I think some of the best animation in visual novels, um, I always think of Phoenix, right? Because mm. um, even that's sprite, but it's, like, it's perfect, you know? it's It doesn't really need to be more than that um and yeah like uh, i always kind of aspire to to that uh, when i make my games yeah i guess with rotoscoping it can be a lot more it can be very subtle can't it like the the, the move your movement can be like the movement on one shoulder you know um, yeah yeah she um the uh the girl um or me <laughs> um just kind of shifts her eyes sometimes when she's kind of uncomfortable um and it's things like that like Sometimes you you might see that in kind of normal kind of animation, but with rotoscope, even like kind of how she shuffles, like, um, you know, her feet. And even if you don't see her feet, you see like her hips move and, and things like that. It kind of gets across more of that kind of awkward, uncomfortable feeling. Yeah, I feel like the use of body language is really good. That was something that like isn't available to us just because like it's so expensive to like redraw the entire sprite. Like we can do a lot with expressions, but when it comes to like actual movements, yeah. it just like it, it costs so much to just redraw an entire pose. Um, you know, we couldn't do a lot with body language. Like it had to be like we had to like think of like like four poses, and that's all we have to work with. Hmm. Whereas I think like like you're doing a lot of like really small subtle things, and that's you know you can convey a lot more. Yeah, I mean, the style of One Night Stand is really simple as well. Like, you know, the, the colouring in is um, is kind of just the blurred out footage with some colour changes. It's it's really simple stuff. And, of course, there's only one character as well. So it kept it, uh, you know, not too expensive or time consuming. I'm noticing, because I had to troll through Itch.io a lot and kind of the early access um, section of Steam, and noticed a lot more, even in the past year, a lot more erotica and kind of sex games, or games that are marketed that way at least, you know? Do you think that this is just a part of Steam, like Steam loosening up, or Itch.io loosening up, or, or is it just that people have seen that this is okay, it's not a taboo thing to talk about in games? I think it's a bit of both. Obviously, I, I think Steam is maybe slowly loosening up. As for Itch.io, it's very kind of loose to kind of put on what you want. Um, but I think, just from my point of view, I, I think visual novels, which generally tend to be most of these games, are generally just getting way more popular. Like, there seems to be more uh, game jams now for visual novels, and they're just the kind of English visual novel community just seems to be growing at the moment. Definitely, like, like the scene has, like, exploded since, um, like, I, I first got into developing visual novels, um, 10 years ago, and, um, it was a lot fewer people involved back then, and they're, they're, like, like, the, the people who knew what visual novels were, were, was so small. 
like there is one visual novel game jam once a year. And the first year I participated in that, like literally there is one on the internet. And um, I believe there were six other participants in that jam. Like wow. it was, uh, it's gone a long way. Yeah. 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 Cause sorry. Go on. Sorry. Well, I did um, one night stand for Nana Reno last year. And I think mm. there were like, I think about 40 or 50 games got completed, but I think there were even more people who took part of it. So to go from like six to like <laughs> 60 or something is, is crazy. And, uh, you know, that's just one jam as well. Like yeah. there's loads of them now. And also like, there's just like more players who now know like what visual novels were like, well, like um, in in 2012 when when Analog came out, like there were no other visual novels on Steam. Straight up, we we, wow. we were the first one there, so like we couldn't say this was a visual novel. We had to explain what a visual novel is. Right. Whereas now, like there's a lot of players who just like you you can have that as like an audience. Yeah, you can have yeah. people who just see a visual novel and think, oh, this is the pigeon dating type thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do think like. Um, how to full boyfriend and like for me it was um, Katsura Shoujo kind of got me into visual novels because I'd always been intrigued but then it was really hard to get them over in the west yeah um, not I, a lot that was like actually translated and definitely not much officially translated that was worth reading anyway yeah yeah well I've run out of questions because I didn't get prepared very well this morning <laughs> Um, okay. <laughs> it's Monday. It's Monday. Monday. So it feels like your podcast is going to be much shorter than the others. Unless there's anything you guys want to talk about. Um, I I just have a, a personal question, not too personal, but <laughs> a personal question for Christine. Um, just uh, more like, why do you enjoy sex or, or romance in video games? Um, I think it's just you know. I think it's just really important. I feel like a human relationships are like like that's 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 what being lies about, right? Like it's it's about knowing other people and being connected with other people. And um, I feel like you know romance is just a really important part of that. And that's not necessarily something that you see explored a lot in games. Or when it is, it's really shallowly. Like yeah. there 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 there's so many really complex, deep explorations of what it means to stab someone in the neck, which I, yeah. is not something that's ever come in my life and I don't expect ever will. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we, we focus a lot on that. We, we, we focus so much on violence, but not yeah. on love, which I feel like, you know, is, is, is much more personally relevant and interesting and something that, you know, people kind of need. Yeah. I, uh, I totally agree with you. Like, it's for me, it's, um, you know, I make um, I, I want to make these kind of games because you just see so much violence all the time. And I, I love like cute kind of happy romance stories, you know, like my favorite part of Fire Emblem is the kind of romancing side of it. When they brought that into Awakening, it's that was just really fun and cute and, it, and above all like just makes me feel happy I guess like I'd, I'd rather play something that makes me feel kind of happy and then kind of you know on edge like trying to kill people and I, I play way less um, like shooters and stuff now than I, I did when I was younger I'm really trying to like search for you know more 
well, more visual novels, but also like just romancing games, I guess. Yeah. Not, not that like I I don't enjoy a good man shoot occasionally. Like yeah. you know, there 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 is fun in next stabbing sometimes. It's just <laughs> you know, eventually you play so many, um, you, you just get kind of bored of it. And I do feel like like that's another thing. Like um, you mentioned Fire Emblem, where adding romance like adds this whole other like really deep mechanical layer to it. Like suddenly like you're not just thinking about things in terms of um, being strategic with you know your unit attacks, but also being strategic in like forming relationships and yeah. like hooking people up. So because you think they'll be a really good match for each other, like that's adding like a whole other mechanical layer and. Like, I, I don't think it also just has to be, you know, for, like, really lofty, uh, you know, emotional reasons. It can also just be, like, this makes this more, these, this makes this a much more interesting game with that there. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I agree. I wish, I find myself wishing that sometimes they would add this thing in. Like, if XCOM had the, if the soldiers in XCOM got into relationships together and got more affected <laughs> by what happened to one soldier, it would be more interesting. And that's even for a, a stupid game, you know, like XCOM. Just adds that kind of extra layer, but also that kind of human element, I guess. Okay, well, I want to thank you both for coming on and talking to us. Um, sure. You've both been yeah, great. Um, and congratulations again for your nominations. And I wish you both the best of luck. All right, thank you to Lucy and thank you to yeah. Christine. Thank you very much. It's good talking to you. You've been listening to the Rock Paper Shotgun Electronic Wireless Show with me, Brendan, and music by Jack DeKeat. We'll be continuing on with this format for one more week where we'll be talking to the creators of the Surreal Adventure Virginia and the action-adventure game Hyperlight Drifter. We'll be talking to those creators about visual storytelling, how you can use only images and visuals to tell a story without any dialogue whatsoever. So, I hope you can tune in for that. Thanks for listening.